It takes us a while to go through a series, and that's what we have done. We started Philippians back on March 10th. That's 13 weeks ago. Uh, we had one interruption through there, I think it was. Uh, yeah, because this is the 12th time on it. Part of the challenge is to keep the message, to keep the message uh, part of, of, of the series, but also to have it, in a sense, stand alone so that you can not only pick up the flow of the book, but if that happens to be the only Sunday that somebody's here, that they can get something out of it as well but we want to be able to tie it into the overall theme the overall theme of the book uh, the series uh, as as we were going through philippians i titled in this i rejoice uh, today is the day that as you see we're going to bring it all together philippians is a book a book with a joyful message and that is often mentioned about it several very explicit statements calling us to rejoice seven times the word rejoice occurs in the Holman Christian Standard Translation, and joy occurs an additional five times, 12 times through the book, very specifically. It pulls us into that whole reality of joy and focusing on joy, um, all moving, urging us really to be joyful people, marked by joy, always rejoicing. Today we're going to read through the entire book of Philippians. That's what we're going to do. So if you want to grab your Bible and, and turn there, what, I'm, what we're going to do also, the gentlemen behind me are going to be reading the scripture passages for us. I am simply going to um, interject in between those the title and the main points that we used as we went through the verses. They will be on the screen for you. <coughs> You have a, a blank outline, pretty much. There are some questions at the end. Let me let me encourage you on this, so you don't get frustrated trying to write down everything that's on the screen. If it really interests you to have these other words interjected into the text, write a note, hand it to me. I will print out for you what we're reading. Okay? So you don't have to sit there and try to write down everything that's on the screen. I will be happy to print it out for you and hand it to you. Just write your name down on a slip of paper, tell me that's what you want, and hand it to me on your way out, and I'll get it to you. Um, I'm only really sharing the main points, the ones that served as main points. Um, you know, those will be up on the screen for you. There were a lot of other points there, what you may not have picked, on, picked up on, on as we go through this. I always preach at an applicational level. You're not going to, you will very rarely, I won't say never because I may have done it once or twice in 30, 39 years, um, just have a point that, you know, just says this is, this is, is that. I, I always try to lay it out there for you on an applicational level because I want you to see, I want you to understand, I want you to know God's word, I want you to be able to live it out. Um, that's why I take time each week as we go through and we look at and try to unpack what the Bible's saying, but the point is always worded at an applicational level, and that's what you'll be seeing today. The points are worded as an applicational level. So as we go through this, I'm going to read the titles and the main points as we go through these. Uh, the gentleman behind me will be coming up and helping uh, to read the passages. So as we go on through this, let me pray, and then we will get into uh, this passage as we go along. Father, thank you so much for your word, and today we want to celebrate that. We want to look at it maybe in, in, in a way we haven't before. Some of us have never read through an entire book of the Bible in one sitting, even these shorter ones. We don't want to get lost in, in it in the sense of being confused. We do want to get lost in it in the sense of our life being tied up 
in your word and your truth. So guide us in and through your word that we will be able to leave here and just truly know in our hearts you are good, you are loving, and we have much to be joyful for. So open up your word as we read, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Philippians, we're going to start with verse 1. Uh, you can follow along in the Bible. The, at the end, we're going to have some time left. And if you want to share a way in which the book of Philippians has ministered to you, uh, you can do that. If something strikes you as we're reading through, jot that down on the paper for you. So see God working. My choice of who I am serving in life colors how I see God working. Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. Yeah, you messed up already. That's my fault. Let me mark that down here. I'll have to change that for you guys if anybody wants a copy. Thank you. Yeah, see, I even didn't get it on the screen. To all the slaves in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the over... I'm sorry, that's part of the scripture. You should be reading that. Go ahead. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praying with joy is making a choice in how you look at and think about people, and it affects how you see God working. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer. Continue to work on growing and maturing in a relationship with Jesus, and you will see God working. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to think this way about all of you, because I have you in my heart, and you are all partners with me in grace both in my imprisonment and in the defense and establishment of the gospel. Our love for God and his people continues to grow as we see more of God working. For God is my witness how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and in every kind of discernment. When you live pure and blameless because of your relationship to God, you will see God working. So that you can approve the things that are superior and can be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, Fill with the fruit, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ, Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. The unexpected result. Don't let the situation dull your awareness of Jesus Christ. Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has actually resulted in the advance of the gospel, <clears throat> so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is in the cause of Christ. How we respond to the situation we are in will affect others. Most of the brothers in the Lord have gained confidence from my imprisonment and dare even more to speak the message fearlessly. To be sure, some preach Christ out of envy and strife, but others out of goodwill. 
These do so out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of rivalry, not sincerely, seeking to cause me anxiety in my imprisonment. Determined to live your life for the good of others. What does it matter? Just that in every way, whether out of false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed. And in this I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice, because I know this will lead to my deliverance through your prayers and help from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now, as always, with all boldness, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For me, living is Christ and dying is gain. Now if I live on in the flesh, this means fruitful work for me, and I don't know which one I should choose. I am pressured by both. I have the desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. Since I am persuaded of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that because of me, your confidence may grow in Christ Jesus when I come to you again. Ask yourself, is this worthy of the gospel? Just one thing, live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or am absent, I will hear about you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, working side by side for the faith that comes from the gospel, not being frightened in any way by your opponents. This is a sign of destruction for them, but of your deliverance. And this is from God, for it has been given to you on Christ's behalf, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, having the same struggle that you saw that you saw I had and now hear that I have. Realize you can rejoice. Realize the connections with others in Christ. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy... Fulfill my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, sharing the same feelings, focusing on one goal. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Realize the attitude of Christ. Now what we did here, if you recall, we just gave that one title to everything that followed. Then we went back. So what we're going to do is interject what was a second sermon in here, which was our Easter sermon, which was choose this. Choose to think of others' needs, not your rights. Make your own attitude that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage, Choose to serve through sacrifice. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of men. And when he had come as a man in his external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. Choose to glorify God. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
Now it goes back to the sermon that we originally began. Realize you are in process. So then, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out, work out his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world. Hold firmly to the message of life. Then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. But even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. In the same way, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. You bring me joy. Try to be one who brings good news. Now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you so that I also may be encouraged when I hear news about you. Find someone in your life who loves you, but who loves Jesus more. For I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests. All seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. Have God mold your character. But you know his proven character because he has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father. Therefore, I hope to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. I am convinced in the Lord that I myself will also come quickly. Look to say something nice about others. But I considered it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, as well as your messenger and minister to my need, since he has been longing for all of you and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. Indeed, he was so sick that he nearly died. However, God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but also on me, so that I would not have one grief on top of another. Thank God for those people that bring you joy. Then tell them they bring you joy. For this reason, I am very eager to send him that you may rejoice when you see him again, and I may be less anxious. Be willing to put yourself out for others. Therefore, welcome him in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in honor because he came close to death for the work of Christ risking his life to make up what was lacking in your ministry to me. This part has two titles because I started the message and didn't finish it. And when I reviewed it, uh, a few other thoughts came, and so we changed it around a little bit. New values. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this is no trouble for me and is a protection for you. Watch out for dogs. Watch out for evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision, the ones who serve by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. Although I once also had confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised the eighth day, of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews. Regarding the law, a Pharisee. Regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. 
But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them filth so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. New energy. Not that I have already reached the goal or am already fully mature, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, all who are mature should think this way. And if you think differently about anything... God will reveal this also to you. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. New goal. Join in imitating me, brothers, and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For I have often told you, and now say again with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. They are focused on earthly things, But our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly await for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. Be intentional. Intentionally choose unity. So then, my brothers, you are dearly loved and longed for. My joy and my crown. In this manner, stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I urge Eodia and and I urge Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Intentionally resolve worry. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Intentionally direct your thinking. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, If there's any moral excellence and if there's any praise, dwell on these things. Intentionally keep doing. Do what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The joy of contentment. Seize the opportunity to show you care. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that once again you renewed your care for me. You were, in fact, concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it. Contentment is a learning process. I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. Being content shows you have realized the worth of what you do, of what you do have, 
and of where you are. I know both how to have a little and I know how to have a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. There's a lot of points that come from these next couple of verses, so we kind of stack them up. Contentment needs to be anchored in your relationship with Jesus. Being content is an abiding peace and confidence in the midst of the struggle. Being content is a life steadily fixed on God. A personal connection with Jesus Christ is the first step to truly being content. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. God most often works through people today. Be a repeat defender. We do well when we share with others in hardship. Still, you do well by sharing with me in my hardship. Remembering someone's in need is of no value unless we act on it. And you Philippians know that in the early days of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. Help others as God calls you to. For even in Thessalonica, you sent gifts for my needs several times. Choose to live in a way that pleases God. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that is increasing to your account. But I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance. I am fully supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you provided, a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Use all you have according to God's direction. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Choose to live a lifestyle that will cause God to rejoice in you. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. Those brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those from Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And now we want to hear from you. So, how has God used the book of Philippians in your life? Maybe as a result of this series, maybe as a result of your own reading. How has God used the book of Philippians in your life? It's your turn to share. <laughs> 